Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, so. One of your deals may be going bad. Confidential informant, we could lose you guys. CI's name is Alonzo Stevens. He called us. We haven't spoken to him in six months. How do I discuss this over an open phone line? How the hell do I know? We got the phone call from Alonzo on an open line. That is the hand we have been dealt at 11.47 o'clock on Saturday night. I do not know what case you have him on, but whatever it is, it is going bad. And it sounds like it is going bad right now. Come back on me, baby. <laughs> this is Film Sack. Oh, sure. Hello, my fellow Earthlings, and welcome back to Film Sack. This is Film Sack episode 414, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. I'm Scott Johnson, joined today by Brian. Smells like the mid aughts in here, Dunaway. Ooh, it does smell. It's so stinky wearing that silver bodysuit in the club. No! Mm-hmm. Oh, hi. Mm. Hold on a second. How do you even operate this stupid old style cell phone? Ah, you flip this. Okay. And you flip this, and boop! Yeah, hello? This is the detective Sonny Crockett of Miami-Dade PD. Pass me through to your sack. <laughs> Hello? Weird. It sounds like I'm talking to someone's crotch. Hello? If you can hear me, I need to talk to your sack. The special agent in charge. Oh, good. He heard me. Yeah, hello. What's my badge number and birth date? Listen, I ain't got no time for that. It's 1147 o'clock on Saturday night. And Neptune is downstairs handing out booty slaves like an attractive bartender handing out mojitos. That's the hand we have been dealt. What's that? Hold on, I can't hear you. Tubbs, come on, man. I'm on the phone. You can't stand right next to me and make three and four phone calls while I'm talking on my phone. It's distracting. Go stand over there. Further. Keep going. Ah, shit. Listen, Sack, I gotta call you back. Tubbs just went over to the side of the building. Hey, Tubbs, you can't negotiate with gravity. Stupid talking while I'm talking. Now I really do need a mojito. <laughs> I'm glad I played the intro clip I did because it led I right did into too. your I thing. I was so excited. Yeah, that was fantastic. Perfect. Well done. Also with us, Randy, your sex scenes are too long and weird, Jordan. Oh, yes. Aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. Hi. Randy. 
Uh, this is a little something I wrote called Waiting for Neon. Mm. <clears throat> Tubbs and Crockett's informant paid a high price for trusting Fed's plan, Miami Vice. Oh. Music so <laughs> sensual, hot, and cold as ice. Undulating sinscapes, Miami Vice. Have sex with your girlfriend? She probably dies. Later in movie, Miami Vice. <laughs> so many bad guys. You have to think twice. KKK, Russians, dope smugglers, Miami Vice. <laughs> Waiting for neon, pink and blue light. This whole freaking movie, not even one shot? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Miami Vice. Miami Vice. I like those. You should do more of those. Those yeah. are good. Yeah. Very zen. Yeah. It's chilling me out. Although, for some reason, he was getting cut out a little bit, and I don't know why. But not bad. Uh, also with us, Brian, at least it has a cool soundtrack, Ibit. Ah, so true. So yeah. true and so appropriate for me. Mm. Um, so, uh, you guys already might know this or be able to guess, but I've never seen the original Miami Vice TV show. So, Ooh. I was basically coming to this movie blind. And because of that, here are some things that I can now infer about the TV show. Uh, Miami is a dark, grimy place. Number two, high-speed motorboats and aliases are really easy to come by. Uh, number three, Tubbs is not getting tooled for this shit. Uh, number four, everything in Miami looks like it was shot on a Palm Pilot. Uh, yes! And, and finally, number five, Crockett mopes around like his pet Pomeranian just died. Oh, he's wearing it on his head. Uh, you know, I feel bad that this is the only Miami Vice you've eaten. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I know enough about Miami Vice, and I know, you know, Don Johnson and, and Phil Collins and Don Hemley. Sure. I've seen the intro. I've seen the jet boats. Or, I'm sorry, Go Fast Boats. Go, go fast, fast Boats. boats. <laughs> I need them Go Fast Boats. Go Fast Boats. I hate that. What do these boats do? Well, well, they uh, they go fast. It turns out they go fast. I don't know if you like guys have heard of these. by a 13-year-old. Yeah. 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 <laughs> can I, Dad, can we take the Go Fast Boat again? No, we're gonna take the ghost slow boat, son. I'll tell you what, it's all the way to Cuba. <laughs> the dad sounds younger than the son for some reason. Right. <laughs> um, but that bums me out because Miami Vice is one of my favorite crap, er, crap. Sorry, my favorite TV shows of the '80s. I don't know why I said crap because I like you it can a lot. Say crap TV show? No, I liked it. I liked it a lot. It was just a really, really fun, uh, t- you know, trippy. It was a music. It was an hour-long music video every week. Yeah, it kind of right, was, but right. you had like. You had Emmy winners in there. You had J- Ever James almost yeah. won an Emmy for his his role as the police captain Castillo, who he's not in this. He was offered the role, he turned it down to do it in the movie again, but uh, instead they replaced him with that big heavy dude. I don't know his name. Uh, he was too gentle. He was way too. I I like I, I like old uh, uh oh I can't remember. Ever James almost. But yeah, I I like the actor who plays that part, but he's he's just too gentle. Yeah, he's too, too soft. Exactly. I agree with yeah. that. But it's it's a uh, it's a real bummer. And here's the bigger bummer. This is Michael Mann, who turned out to be, after post the Miami Vice days, his own creation, turned out to be one of the best modern filmmakers ever and mm-hmm. made some incredible films. And we've seen Heat, and that was more proof of that. Like, that's an incredible movie. Holds up amazing stuff. Uh, what the? I don't know. I, I don't know what happened here. Like, I'm so bummed out about this. <laughs> Because I liked this. Okay, so Randy and I had this b- very brief discussion a couple of weeks ago, or maybe it was last week, where I said, oh, yeah, Miami Vice gets too much heat. I actually kind of like it. I saw it in yeah. theaters. It was okay. But I only saw it the once, and maybe we'll see it again. It's kind of bad. It's very bad. 
this movie. Okay, I found well, I, I have to disagree. Okay. To right. All right. Okay. I I have to I have to say that I saw this back you know when it came out and I was a little disappointed then because I did not feel like it was uh, TV Miami Vice enough. And this time watching it, I got something totally different out of it. Uh, and and we can talk more about it later. But it was uh, th- just the the long uh, lingering shots that Michael Mann did and the and the looks that people gave. I didn't realize how important that was back in the and, in the and show. And boy, I hope you like that thing where two people don't trust each other, but they're mm-hmm. in bed together, right. and they say a line and then stare at each other like, "Are you about to draw a gun?" Because right. I might have to draw a gun right now from this pillow. And it's like if that yeah. if that bugs you because that no one in real life ever does that and it's all over this movie where people say a line and then stare hard at each other oh, if, mm-hmm. if that bugs you you're going to hate this movie it's mm-hmm. 2 hours of that mm-hmm. but yeah. yeah but 2 long hours of that <laughs> for i i just want to say for me i think there's like there's only one way to make this film um uh, man, uh, uh, and a lot of people at the time were using these Thompson Viper cameras. Uh, he also used a, a Sony F900, which is a big thinking digital thing with this tiny two thirds center. And uh, he also he also has some uh, 35 millimeter shots, but you'll never notice them because you're so uh, watching the grainy, harsh, uh, way overgained, way overlit uh, nighttime scenes, and so on. And it, it, after a while, this movie could probably wear on you. Like, do you? Uh, okay, great. Um, <laughs> do you remember the same feeling watching Battlestar Galactica because it was so shot yeah. with the same yeah. equipment? You mean the the um, the remake, show. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The newer TV show. I mean, I, I, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's a post production thing or if it's because there's so many outdoor shots. But this thing looked like it was shot like like Brian said. On somebody's Palm Pilot or a phone or something like it, yeah. it's got yeah. that that crappy early aughts. Hey, digital, that's the thing. No more film, guys. Let's give this a shot mm-hmm. and see what we think. And, and it it's just fine. too. It, it looked fine in day shots, but it's it's the night shots that digital cameras have yes. always had yes. uh, trouble with. The sensors just haven't been able to. And they're better now. Like they're way better now. Like they're a thousand billion times better now. Plus, post stuff is better now. Like sure. all that stuff. But the collateral is similar. Another great movie he made. Uh, which is shot in this with the same cameras, and it just has this weird look, especially in the night shots. And I hate it. Like it, it's, I find it annoying. I found it. It feels amateurish, almost like a YouTube uh, series. Somebody right. said, "Hey, we're doing a Kickstarter. We're gonna make a YouTube series about guns and shooting people. Let's do it." Like there's there's a little <laughs> and bit fast of that cars going on. and go boats and yeah, but it doesn't have yeah. the like warm, um quality of like heat heat has this just really great shot i mean it's all film but you know like it doesn't have that at all so it doesn't even feel like a michael mann movie but besides that the sound work is really bad people are mumbling here and yelling here and no let's let's be straight there's only one person mumbling yeah (laughs) yes it's it's, uh, colin Colin farrell colin farrell will not will not speak up colin speak up yeah Interrupt for one second. Randy had to jump out for uh, to oh, fix yeah. his microphone. Uh, can you pull him back in? He's in Call Wainting. Oh, yeah, I can pull him from Call Wainting. Hold on. And, and, the bad, and the bad part with Colin Farrell's character playing Sonny Crockett is he does mumble so much, and you can't help but to draw comparisons to the TV series uh, where, where, the, where the actor there uh, spoke with such clear 
uh, dictation in in slow, you know. So it yeah. was uh, it was such well, a different. Well, and what was really weird with that is that it felt like. Colin was having a harder time uh, covering up his accent in this one, but he's yeah. done American roles before, like yeah. Phone Booth and and um, lots of uh, movies. Be, uh, uh, Deadpool, not Deadpool. Uh, uh, Buckshot. Uh, Dare, uh, Daredevil. Daredevil was, yeah. He's the bad guy. Bullseye. Bullseye. <laughs> Buckshot. 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 <laughs> Buckshot actually throws like fifty cards say, at you yeah. and hopes exactly. one of them hits you. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Here's a spray. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so worried about accuracy. Yeah. <laughs> Buckshot. That's right. Here's your Like it, it did feel like it was always just under the surface and ready to explode. Yeah, but it's a yeah, very, yeah. it's a really weird affectation, and a, and he and he always just seemed kind of short and 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 uh, Tasmanian devil like to me. Yeah, like the whole movie I, just kind of like, yeah, his suits are too I, big, they're too wide, and his pants are too yeah. big, and and his okay, hair is but, ridiculous. But that, and, that's that's part of the style concerns about the movie. But when we talk about his voice and his acting, I don't understand why he was cast in this role. Mm-hmm. It's just it's too much of a stretch for him. Like he looked great. Hey, don't get me wrong. I think he's just like wow. I think that's I, why he was. I think that's why he was. Right, yes, right. yes, and that's too bad because like you see the you know also considered for the role list, and it's like no, that's a bunch of nonsense. There are other people that could this role you know like yeah. it's, it, i think i think primarily i mean i think man was going he said i need i need some actors who can glare so bring me in your best glare face and uh, i think colin farrell just won that because he did he has a great uh concerned glare face oh yeah, yeah no he totally does and i like him i'm like i'm generally generally kind of a fan i prefer him in things like in bruges or where he's where he's like you know himself or he's right it's his real yeah. accent or whatever uh his other Irish-like roles that he's in. There's something very manic and cool about him. I just think he's really miscast here. I also think Tubbs yeah. is miscast. I don't think either of these guys truly Which carry is, forward the torch of Don right. Johnson and Philip Michael Thomas or whatever his name was. Yeah, Jamie right. Foxx is funny because Jamie Foxx was he's he's the person from a, according to trivia who is was was the spark. That, yeah. that started this yeah, film because the, he, the he, to, yeah. yeah he whispered in Michael Mann's ear it's like oh yeah we should really do this and then when he <laughs> then once he actually put him in it he's like no I don't want to be on boats or planes I don't really want to even be here <laughs> really? uh, yeah, yeah he got, he got irritated because so, he won an Oscar between oh, the start right. of production and the end of production and at that time he was getting paid less than Colin Farrell Colin Farrell was yeah. a bigger star so now he's pissed and wants more money like apparently he went full yeah. diva. Yeah, and and the character Tubbs was was a bigger part, supposed to be a bigger part of the story, and they just kind of they they kind of swept it under, which kind of disappointed me because I was really looking forward. Yeah, to, but Tubbs was always a secondary. He was always a secondary character. Yeah. I mean, he, he was like right below uh, Sonny's crocodile on his houseboat, right? Yeah, it's like oh, and they didn't even have Sonny. the houseboat and the crocodile, like all yeah, these I things mean, that made that stuff great. There was like there is they should have gone pure. If he did it again today, I'll bet he'd do this. But I, they should have gone just like all in on this, the some of the stuff that was kind of over the top and stupid about Miami Vice, right. and just and just accepted it and not tried to modern it up or 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 dirty it up or grimy it up. Just mm-hmm. you know, just go you know straight to the throat. That? Mm. The movie that does that and admittedly comes later is Pain and Gain. The uh, The Rock. And uh, Mark Wahlberg. Oh, I haven't seen that. Tell oh, us I about Pain and Gain. So, I think I Tell me about it. it. What that, is? The, what am that I missing? Movie, that movie captures all of the things that you think are missing from this one. 
like to to crocodiles really, and boats. To, yes, and to give you the <laughs> to give you this full bright picture of Southern Florida, that, which this movie just like I'm sorry, this movie wants to be a Los Angeles at night movie, mm-hmm. and it's just set across the country. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, it's always it was always they dealt with nightlife very little. Uh, daytime, which which is not true of the the original series. The original series did a lot of uh, daytime shots as well as night shots, but this was all <clears> took <throat> place during the seedy underbelly of the of Miami. Yeah, Dade, right? <clears throat> and it was always, and I think the film carries this forward, but it was always this ridiculous idea of what what vice cops were up to and what their lifestyles were like, and the car they got to drive, and the clothes they got to wear, and the jewelry they had all over their hands, like. It was always like, okay, there's nobody in Miami is doing this, but it didn't matter. We bought into it. It was cool. We knew that they were ultimately going to do the right good guy thing. Like even in this at the, at the end, as hard as it is, Crockett, Mm -hmm. you know, Sonny has to turn her in. Like he Mm -hmm. can't, he can't carry on this, this life. He has to turn her in because it's the right thing to do. Like they, they get some of that stuff right. But I just think this thing is all style, very little substance. The show was a lot of style and just some substance. Like it, it doesn't have to like go John Wick direction or go give me some give me some characters I want to care about. Yeah, I, mean, I cared about Sonny and Crockett in the TV show. Even yeah. Bad Boys, I think, does it better than this. Yes, Bad Boys. And is there's another, another example. There's another problem with this movie is we all had seen Bad Boys, and again, I hate to keep bringing up Michael Bay, but. Uh, uh, you know, Michael Mann has this other thing that he's supposed to do. And we saw it in Heat a lot, which is where you build all of these characters up and they all have these relationships with each other mm-hmm. and these interesting motivations that you give them. And that is different. Michael Bay would never do that. Right. No. And no. and so, like, I'm waiting throughout this whole film. I'm like, uh, like, the, you know, the scene in the trailer when they rescue Trudy and. Uh, there, there's an agent who gets a moment of badass she's where she talks awesome. about yeah. how fast mm-hmm. she's gonna kill oh, this yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. 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 she's oh, yeah. the new black too. Yeah, she's right. great. In that in that moment, I I'm like, oh, what a great little line and everything. I'm like, wait, this is a Michael Mann film. I should know everything about her by this point. <laughs> yeah, up why to, don't yeah. I? Yeah, up till yeah, now she just stood around the, in rooms and stuff. She yeah, just, the second the secondary characters of the crew, just besides Trudy, were just like to the wayside. I have no concern. But I watched the Netflix version, which was two hours eleven minutes, and I know that the the uh, the the real version is supposed to be like almost two and a half. It so is. I wasn't sure yeah. if we. Well, we the directors, it's a director's cut thing, but yeah, I'm sure right. I I'm sure I watched the director's cut the second time I saw this. This is my third, so I saw it in the movie theater. And then I'm pretty sure I saw a director's cut at home on Blu-ray, and and now this. And I haven't seen the movie in at least a. Was like there eight was years. there a scene? Was there a scene that Crockett and Tub- was I confusing this with the TV series, or was there a scene where they were in this movie and they were kind of like in uh, like the the drainage ways, and they had they were they were talking outside of the car mm. and. Was that a finale from the TV series or something? Mm, I don't remember now. Now that you say, I don't think it was in the director's cut because I've also, I also want to say I saw at least part of the director's cut. Maybe not the whole thing, so I guess I can't say. But the how boy, am I going to be useless on answering this question? First time seeing this movie, first time seeing anything. I mean, again, I don't want to, I don't want to say this too many times, but how did they not think about the TV show and end the film with the two of them getting on the boat and? driving off on the water yes. or the two of them getting oh, into the Ferrari. Awesome. 
Because yeah. Jimmy Fox said no boats. Yeah, sure. Right, sure. It's okay, it's true. But that, but that's, uh, by the way, true. we could we could have a stand-in. We don't need, all we need to see is the back of his head. I don't We're remember him. I don't remember him having that problem in the TV show. By the way, that that no boats oh. thing is horse shit. <laughs> no, no, but, I think but, that was a Jamie Fox. Yeah, thing. it was a I, personal a thing. thing. Oh, you mean Jamie Fox didn't like to be on boats? Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like, I'm not getting but, on boats. No, you can forget it. I'm not getting but, on a plane. Forget it. How awesome if after the heartbreaking letting her go thing, she's going to Cuba, he saved her from uh, prosecution, so now he's in deep shit too. Mm. How awesome would it have been if she rides off and then Tubbs pulls up in the Ferrari <laughs> and then they get in the Ferrari and just drive up yeah. the, the Key West Highway or somewhere. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, with the sun going wanted. down. Yeah, but well, Randy's right. This is They didn't embrace that part of the partnership. <laughs> They they wanted to kind of make these guys separate in a weird way, and and that's the that's a mistake. Like the whole point of Miami Vice is these two guys, one hundred percent dedicated to each other, have each other's backs, way too cool for school. Uh, they needed to drive off into the Miami sunset together. It's stupid that they did. Right, right. And, and they were trying well, to from the interviews I've seen about this movie, uh, they, they were trying to divorce themselves from the TV series. I don't know how. But they were trying to they were trying to keep themselves separate from it. It's a mistake. Which was disappointing. It's a mistake. It a yeah. mistake. Yeah. mistake. And maybe you pull some of that from the TV show because I did not feel like there was any of that in the movie. Like it, it did not feel like these two guys really liked each other, and you could replace either one of them with a new partner, and they would do just exactly the same. Well, that thing. was a, that was always the conflict in the original series because it, you're 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 touching your your good guys who are flirting with 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 criminals and bad guys all the time and you're always constantly trying to watch each other and make sure that you're not going in too deep and that you can that you can come back out yeah. and they had some of that in here uh so but if like you guys said just, just could use more of it more buddiness yeah Buddy. yeah you're gonna do yeah. that yeah. just do it don't you, and it was so many long shots of nothing like the show had that I too, love right? The long shots of nothing. I know the show had that too, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to pretend like Miami Vice wasn't about the eye candy because it always was. But there are moments in this movie where actually a couple of times I went, I wonder if I just tapped forward a couple of times on my remote, <laughs> if I would still be in this shot and not miss any dialogue. And sure enough, sure. it works. It totally oh, works. Yeah. In fact, yeah, I probably this movie. This movie's runtime is like like fifteen minutes. Right, actually, just... <laughs> okay, I mean, but like. It's a, it's about it's about the visuals so much more than anything else, and it's like this movie has such good bad guys. Like the the way they are cast, the way their wardrobe works, the way you know, like John Ortiz has this like uh, these glasses that he wears the whole movie. He's uh, cool. The guy who plays Jose Yero. I agree with and, you on him, and that's it. Every all the other all the other. Oh no no no! The guy sucks. who plays uh, Montoya. Looks just I I wow. No, I just like, thought he looked just the... stupid to me. He looked like a guy that should be in a diaper and sitting there looking dumb. Like he just there was that dead <laughs> face where it's just like I only pay for results. Get out of my car. Yes. I I found him to be right. ridiculous. That guy, yeah. right? Yes, it, like he's so tropey too. I mean, not that the rest of the film is well, one massive yeah, trope. I, but I like I like the fact that they left a lot of threads hanging because they had like an overall arcing. Uh, bad guys in the tv series and that's one of the things they did here we had several layers of bad guys okay. that they were dealing with in different in different stages of the investigations were going threads, on threads threads hanging give me a yeah. trope alert because oh. we hold on where is it right here 
we have not seen a better example of chicken the bucket since wild wild west this movie starts with them doing an investigation in real time bunches of agents in a nightclub i don't know how you do that without everybody in the city knowing who you are but Mm -hmm. bunches of agents in a nightclub some some crap is going down they've got they've got cctv they've got eyes on their prize they get a phone call and just leave and it's like what the rest of the movie there's a bad guy having a three-way in a room waiting for the cops to come bust in the rest of the movie (laughs) what about neptune and and number and girl number three why was she crying and why was tub so upset about it i want to know what happened out of her they kicked the crap out of her too i hated that girl number three got dragged out of the club and then dragged into a car and then dragged all the way up the a1a and then dragged to an airport and so the whole movie girl number three is being kidnapped and we never know what happened yeah it's it's crazy massive chick in the bucket that whole that whole sequence. Uh, like also, I thought you were gonna. I, I thought you were gonna say the guy who who I used in the intro today. Let me let me play that again by itself. Hold on. Oh uh, yeah, Mans Rainer. Yeah, no, different dude. Um, oh. This guy right here. Where is he? Oh wait, you played a clip from the movie at the top of the show. I thought that was a clip <laughs> yeah. from the voice acting in Resident <laughs> Evil. No, oh it God. sounded pretty bad. Okay, this guy right here. It can come back on me, baby. This guy who's like gonna, he's rich hey, because he's a, he's a com, uh, informant, whatever, and they keep oh, coming to him. Yeah, Mr. Him potato Head, you mean? The guy that yeah, looks yeah, like yeah. the, he yeah. looks like the underground potato people from the movie we watched last <laughs> yeah, week. Yeah. Um, I thought you were gonna say him because I was sure yes. when I saw him, I went, oh, well, he's dead. And, and yeah, just, right. How soon's that no, gonna be? He spends the whole film sitting in this amazing condo. The whole rest of the movie, he's just sitting in his condo, afraid to leave, afraid to make a call. Yep. That guy is afraid it, to even like, turn on so... one light, more lights than just the one directly above his head. It's like <laughs> yeah. a 200 watt. Uh, afraid <laughs> McDonald's. to. Am I being interrogated right now? Why is it so hot in here? Yeah, it's like you wanted to uh, watch Dark Crystal and look at his people one last time or something. <laughs> right. uh, can we talk about John Hawks for a second, Wait, though? Can I, throw, can I throw in one more great. chick in the bucket yes, before please. we get to that? Yeah. Uh, the pin that that uh, uh, Crockett pulls out of the grenade to like show that he's a big tough guy falls clearly on the floor somewhere in that room when he's oh, right. when he's acting like like I'm I'm tough right. you don't want to mess with me drug lord da da da. Um, they leave the room. He never picks up the the pin to put it back he, in the grenade. So yeah, what does he do? Just yeah. like find a convenient like uh, yeah. trash can, close the lid. <laughs> I assume he held this, it the rest of the show forever. Here, yeah. hold this for a second. Just held, held it for the rest it, of the thing. Back pocket. <laughs> Yeah, the true chick in the bucket is the is the person he handed it to and said don't move and then walked away. I I assume that was a dud anyway. I mean, I could I could be wrong, but I assume that that was never a real grenade and he was just you know freaking those guys out. What about that pin in the grenade? Well, I mean, it's a pin, but it's a fake grenade is what I mean. I think they it's a a real grenade but fake pin. Yeah, no, (laughs) the other way around. But I think I think he was I think he was just trying to you know hey look at me I'm tough and whatever. Uh, Also, once you've done that. By the way, once you've done this thing, this is also annoyed me. Once you've said, hey, we're actually Sonny Crockett and this over here is Tubbs, uh, Rico Tubbs. We are actual people who work in the in Miami Vice. We are the the drug dudes and we're deciding to go bad. We're deciding to be bad cops. And because of that, we have all these connections and all these ways to do things. And we have the cover of being elite agents that, or whatever. That- that was not their cover. Well, yeah, not that, not that so. part, but they were using their actual but, names. Yeah, yeah, kind of like James Bond. Yeah. It's like, 
I'm James Bond. Well, sh- I know who you are. Yeah, shut James up is Bond. what I would say to those guys because they, no, right. go for, use fake names because the minute you use your real yeah. names and you're and you're you decide that your mullet and your glasses and your stupid suits are all you're going to ever wear. Now everyone knows who you are. No, you're but, never going to yeah. be able to everybody, do it. Everybody thing. who touched that USB drive, which was about 100 people, by the way, gross, get some Perel. Uh, <laughs> everybody knew. Yeah, no, they all know who those guys are. And it, and that <laughs> travels around. It gets through other drug networks. Like, what are you going to... Like, the sequel should be them working at, at a Chick-fil-A or something. It was just weird. That, that didn't bother me at all because as, this, as the movie starts, we're told what their names are and we're told that they are... They they have never had their cover blown, so like right. that that doesn't bug me. Their real names, their real actual birth names, were probably something else. But you mean other than the, Sonny and, and Tubbs? Yeah. Well, no, they use their full names. It said James Sonny yeah, you know, Crockett yeah, Junior. The pulled up. Yeah. yeah, on their fake stuff. But I, I'm just saying, like that doesn't bother oh. me. What really bugged me was that uh, early in the film, right? We find out that the feds are compromised. And the feds have, are, are working with like four or five different agencies. We don't know which one is the one that has the mole. Right. And we'll, we're never going to find out about that, by the way. They're like that's going to be the, the problem's going to be solved. We're going to find out which one is has the mole, but we're never going to find out what becomes of that. Like we never know if, that it was a person and what their motivations were. Nothing. Yeah. Well, uh, Mance Radar. You're talking, this is the Mance Radar guy that Ibbett was talking about before. Mance Radar. A Raider. What is it? Raider? Wait, Rainer? Choppers. Choppers are coming, Jon Snow. <laughs> about, about two-thirds of the way through the film, sitting on a boat, uh, Jamie Foxx suddenly comes up with this plan where he plants the seed of a fake delivery. Yeah. And tells the one guy they can trust to tell every Fed agency a different date, and then they see which one jumps on it. And I don't understand why that plan wasn't put in action the minute they found out they had a mole. Why did it take them days and and some guy from the Miami Vice Police to come up with how they solved that problem? And why wasn't it a bigger problem? I just don't understand that. Like. Why? 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 And then, by the way, once they've figured out where the mole is, they don't have an operational security issue anymore. There's another thing. I was like, I'm like, I don't think Michael Mann really thought this through, or maybe he rewrote it a bunch. I don't know. <laughs> I felt like he just phoned it in. Like, I, I, it is really, honestly, it felt like, okay, fine, I'll do this. I, you know, it's this is really in my past. I made seven seasons of that show, and I don't really want to do it, but I guess I can do it. And and then it just turned out bad. Like, it's just not, it's, it's so far from well, his, if, I would I never would, think this was even a Michael Mann movie if, you, if I didn't know it was. Like, right. I, don't get, so I can't much, say if it's too much attention, not, Yeah, And too much attention was paid to the, the style, the look and the feel of the film than an actual I'm, you know, different right. storyline, non-tropey storyline. I'm, I'm yeah. having trouble divorcing what my expectations were to what I actually saw, and I actually want to go back and watch it again. Again, yeah. uh, because my, my like I said, my expectations were definitely. I was very, I was for sure disappointed. I was for sure disappointed. But then I'm like, well, let me go back with some fresh eyes, with no expectations, and see what the director and in, in some of these, you know, some of the visuals, and and try to see if there's something enjoyable there. Because this does actually enjoy a little bit of a cult following. I mean, it's uh, a yeah. well, people it's, like it's, it. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 a it's a it's, it's got value. I guess. What that is. I guess. I don't. I don't, I don't have. Uh, you know. I don't have a problem with that. I just have this issue of like, 
Like, like Ibit coming to it with eyes that have never been laid on any Miami Vice material right. is interesting because you're like too much style, not enough substance, basically is what you're saying. Totally. And yeah. and I would argue that what part of what made the TV show great was lots of style, but it had some substance. Like it, it was it was a lot of this sort of same thing. And that's why it seemed so cool because no other TV show was doing this. Uh, so it felt like a totally, it's like, oh my gosh, this is otherworldly, this 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 Miami Vice show. All the other dramas seem stupid compared to this. Part right. of that was just the look and the feel and the eye candy, but then they were characters you cared about with lives and stuff going on and and, and acting <laughs> that wasn't one note. Like it was you- it was more than that. So I even though even though I've seen all that and you haven't, we agree. Like you, yeah. all you had to do is see this movie and know. I don't think you have to see the show to then appreciate the movie. I don't think they're even connected that way. I think this is just him not doing a good job like he did with the show. I'm, I'm going to draw a really weird comparison, and it's not a direct comparison, so don't take it as such. It's just going to be a visual comparison. Uh-huh. What do you guys think uh, about um, Casablanca? I uh, watched it with oh, Tom oh, recently. That's a- that's a really good comparison here. I, I hate to I hate to sound like a, I'm joining in stretching. Like let me join hands with you and we will stretch. But <laughs> but Casablanca, like I'm sure at the time, Casablanca was a very entertaining film for people who for, who had never like literally never seen movies back then. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, if you watch Casablanca, or a, another example is the uh, Orson Welles uh, Triumph, uh, uh, Touch of Evil. No, 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 the um, his the his, Red Rum movie. Uh, oh, my God. oh uh, Citizen Rosebud? Kane. Thank Citizen you, Kane. C- Citizen yeah. Kane. Yes. When yeah. you watch a movie like that, you're gonna you're just, nowadays you're just gonna go ooh boring. Did you but say Red Rum? Is, Did you say Red Rum movie? I knew I yeah, knew yeah, it. That's yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, we knew where it was going. Red Rosebud. Rum. Yeah. All right, all right. Yeah, I was all, just making right, sure. Right. I was like a little confused. It's all the same. Casablanca is beautiful, and it's beautiful in an odd way. It's not beautiful like you're used to. You know. 35 millimeter color shots of, you know, landscapes being beautiful. It's different. Yeah. I, I agree. totally agree I, with that. I agree right? with that. That's a fair comparison. I saw that recently with Tom Merritt for the, for another show. And it was definitely, I came away with that vibe of like, Hey, the tone is what rules the day here. Mm-hmm. Not, right. not it's, necessarily. And, and there's points. these, is the, these, these long uh, lingering shots and, and it's, it's, you know, it's meant to have the actor and actresses perform, uh, you know, just by with, with little to no dialogue and just sitting there and you are reading uh, what they're thinking somewhat. And I felt like there was a lot of that here as well as I love, I love the shots that they were taking. And not only did they do landscape uh, type shots, like these really wide scenic shots of, uh, of, of the city at night. And they also did it with, with the people. They treated every shot, even with people, they treated the bodies uh, like it was, like it was part of the landscape. And by uh, the way, I, I know this is this is a little bit of another another stretch, and you were probably going to disagree with me, but I felt <laughs> like Colin Farrell and Lee Gong fell in love. Like I was oh, just like, yeah. oh man, this is really working. Yeah, yeah. And I and a yeah. lot of filmmakers would have muffed that. They would not have left you feeling like there was real chemistry between those two people. She seemed like she was never making any other face than just the one face <laughs> the only really? time it's funny i, I have that in my notes too the <laughs> only time you ever see her facial expression change is when they were dancing in cuba and she actually oh, smiles and, and totally uh, disagree because she yeah, has the, the she eyes. has the hardest shot in the film 
which is at the end when she's next to the car in the middle of a gunfight. Oh, she's and Crockett pulls his badge out. And, it, mm-hmm. and the camera, it goes right to her and she's badly lit. And you have to see on her face the realization that everything she knows is wrong. And it and I thought it was incredible. I really do. Yeah. Well, that and she okay. was and she was so mad. I'll she was. I'll less, give you that one. Yeah, she that. was no, so right. upset. And the character, the way the character reacted too, she was so upset. But she was not, you know, afraid of going to jail or, or you know, finally having to pay up. She was dis- she was mad because he had. He had really messed with her heart. Yeah, I mean, he that was, he that did, and that's and yeah. you know what? That is also true to the Sonny Crockett character from the show. Like they they yeah. played around with that a lot, and he's pretty messed up. He's pretty damaged. The series had seven or I don't know how many seasons it was. However many seasons it was to explore that, this tried to do it without much pretext. It was just sort mm-hmm. of here it is. It's happening. Oh, I guess he's he's uh, you know reckless with with personal life stuff. And oh, okay, we get it. But the TV show was a lot better about, I think, explaining that stuff over time. Um, I I mean, Colin Farrell admitted once to Total Film in an interview. He says, I didn't like it so much. He probably said, I didn't like it so much because he used his real accent. <laughs> That's my Blarney Stone. <laughs> he says, I thought it was style over substance, and I accept a good bit of that responsibility. It was never going to be lethal weapon, but I think we missed an opportunity to have friendship or have a I'm friendship that also had some elements of fun. I agree with him. I totally agree with Colin Farrell. We, I'm glad it wasn't Lethal Weapon. Well, we don't want I'm it to be Lethal Weapon. But, no. And he says that. It was never going some. to be Lethal Weapon. That's literally what he says. He says it was never going to be Lethal Weapon, but I think we missed an opportunity to have that friendship be more meaningful. Right, right. Yeah. True. Yeah, I mean, just a little bit of fun would have been welcome yeah, in yeah. this. Because that's and, such a dour and, movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's what the, that's what the houseboat and crocodile were for uh in, in the original series. I mean, because that's I was watching this with uh with Audra, my fiance, and she was just like, Oh, I'm waiting for them to tell the jokes. There's no jokes. Yeah. And I'm like, Yeah, again, that, that's not this movie. Again, watch pain and gain. It's like Michael Bay <laughs> watched Miami Vice and was all, Okay, I'm doing everything else. Yeah. Right. And to to whatever you know, I have still haven't seen that. Why aren't we watching Pain and Gain? Yes, we watch okay. Pain and Gain. Hey, I'm I'm putting it on our must see list. Yeah, stick it on there. It is a film sack movie for sure. I've never seen it. Uh, Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt, and Matthew McConaughey were wait for it what? all considered for the role of Detective Sonny Crockett. Now Give McConaughey would actually be an no. interesting character. I 100% agree. They, he would have been great. They kind of flip flop that. Did you guys see the HBO series uh, True Detective? Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That so, was amazing yeah. yeah and so we have a little bit of flip-flopping here so i think those characters are kind of you know they're kind of uh, i think matthew yes. mcconaughey yeah. would have been awesome he would have been mcconaughey was born to play the role in the first season of true detective yes. uh 15 years ago though uh no way really no, right. no way man because he, he would he be too young and he was too he was too much uh still in that like i'm a funny stoner guy he yeah. had not they went, at all well he was yeah. like was 30 he's like 37 or 38 this was 06 john he would have grisham, been the john grisham thing that he was in what, time to kill that was what 90s that was yeah. 90s sometime yeah and he'd, he'd been taken seriously by that point so yeah, yeah, yeah. This, he would have been uh, fine i think matthew mcconaughey was yeah. in his dude he's in his mid to late 30s he could have done it he's the same age yeah. as what's his name but but what would have had miami vice riding around in cadillacs i don't think so that's yeah, not or, also also <laughs> like, I, his finger, like <laughs> all right. I know i know that uh 
Colin Farrell's skinny, like all actors are. Yeah. Like they're all actors that we see are so skinny that when you see Jamie uh, Jamie Fox without his shirt on, you're like, wow, he's buff. Mm-hmm. No, you know what? He's skinny. It's just the you're seeing a guy who's like normal skinny as opposed to right. Matthew McConaughey who is grotesquely skinny. If you see him in real life, seriously, he looks like he looks like a a, a stick mannequin that the clothes are hanging off of. Yeah. And I need my Crockett. To kind of look like a guy who could get in a fight. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. That's why McConaughey, when he was at his buffest, right around the same time, I think he'd been perfect. Tom Cruise had already done Collateral with him, uh, so he would, could have done it, I suppose. Um, I would not want to see that. I don't know. Ugh. I don't know. Uh, no. I'm not 100% no, sure that wouldn't work. I need, I need because you know why? I need people driving around in cars. I don't need people running around. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I can have you running down the streets of Miami. Yeah. yeah, but how else are they going to make money on this movie if they don't have Tom Cruise <laughs> run? That's the deal. Right. Yeah, also, there's something about Don Johnson's defining of the character mm-hmm. that like leaves you, leaves you with very little wiggle room. You know, like you can't yeah. just plug someone into this. They they have to be the kind of person that could wear a a, a Cuban hat and Some wicker uh, shoes. Uh, you know, a, a, <laughs> but yeah, like yeah. who could do that? Who can wear that Bahamas wardrobe? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and it's just that, that's just not something everyone can pull off. Like. I don't. Need, I'm. I'm having a really hard time thinking of uh, of who. Yeah, but do you do that in 2006 though? I mean, yes, yes, absolutely. I think that McConaughey could have pulled that off. I do. I maybe not Cruz, probably not Pitt, but I think McConaughey could have done it. Yeah, I would. I would want to see Pitt. McConaughey's in some new thing called Beach Bum that I do want to see, where he oh. basically plays uh, Crockett without the uh, smarts and and badge and job. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> So it also says it also says Will Smith, Denzel Washington, and Samuel Mother F and L Jackson were considered for the role of Ricardo Tubbs. I don't know if I'd buy any of that. Will Smith, I maybe I could, I could see Will Smith yeah, being but being it, approached. Then people would absolutely be comparing it to Bad Boys. Sam Jackson and uh, Matthew McConaughey. I would have that loved would, to see that. Would have been interesting. That would have been a real interesting take, wouldn't it? Yeah, you, need them, you the, need them to be really close to the same age because they have to be bros. Like they have to be right. really really tight one of the mistakes in this movie though that they get wrong that the tv show uh, laid out and then they just couldn't match it was the casting of tubs because tubs was more of like this islander type uh you know way more sort of calypso uh just different not street tough not gangster at all Mm -hmm. and so the way that he was played by um uh, jamie Jamie fox was i think was just not him I mean, it's just different. And it was them going, well, yeah, it's 2006. Let's go for somebody who's clearly got this, you know, gangster vibe going. And I don't know if that was the right way to go because the other guy was way more like, yay, Crockett. It, we didn't have an accent, but it was just like, you know, it was a lot more. <laughs> he was very, but he was very laid back. He was always kind of, even though he would get into the action, he was mostly just there just to watch Sonny Crockett <clears throat> screw up every screw up his life. Yeah, he really, he was. He really was. Go, yeah. Crockett, come on. Man. Yeah, he was like so, his conscience. He was like his little. It was almost like the angel on Crockett's shoulder half the time, trying right. to tell him to you know pull something out or do the right thing. But when it came down to it, like something uh, that big bust or whatever, he'd pull his gun out and do what he had to do. Mm-hmm. But he was he was a he was a more fun. He was just more fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, both of them were to be honest. Like did, John Johnson was more fun and he would joke and he would piss off the police chief and he would make jokes when he was doing arrests and he was great. Yeah. Oh, makes me want to watch Miami Vice. The show. I, I, I want to watch the same thing. I started I, after I watched that intro the other night. I mean, oh, my all my Friday nights during the 80s came crashing back because <laughs> what a weird time to have 
a TV show that you felt like you had to be home to watch yeah. on Friday night. Totally. How long did that About, run? What was the year it ended? We know. Uh, I, I, it was at least six or seven seasons, right? Yeah, but I'm trying to think if it ended in the 90s or not. Like, let's, oh, 90. So it ended in 90. 84 to 90. Yeah, 84 so. to 90. Yeah, yeah just seasons. like the 80s, this ended right at 1990. Yeah, so if you look at <laughs> if you look at the entry, like it's just a photo entry thing in the um, or any of the pictures, if you go to the IMDb listing for the show, even just the look of Tubbs is more... Okay, I got it. Do you know what I'm saying? It's just less Jamie <clears throat> now- Foxx. Jamie Foxx is like rapper guy. Now- I've now thought about this for years and years and a few minutes, and <laughs> I I have decided my dream casting for this movie, if I can go back in time and pitch it, because it, it would take a lot of pitching because he wouldn't Im- immediately know who they were in 2004, 2005, is Josh Brolin and Mickey Pfeiffer. And Mickey Pfeiffer is the guy who mm. played Dr. Mm. Pratt on ER yeah. for a long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I could and see Josh like, Brolin. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. Like the yeah. everything, just everything about him with longer hair just says to me like he could he could do this role yeah and mm-hmm. especially in 06 he's, lo- he's looking real crusty now but i think back then he could have done it but whatever i'd take him now I'm, I'm with you pretty much i'll take him in all movies that's kind of my rule <laughs> i think he's just a bad man ass. you know now ibit i really hate that you missed uh miami vice during the 80s because i'm telling you it was like the love boat of cop shows. <laughs> well, well, yeah, if you replace Charo with Phil Collins, right? Kinda, right. Exactly. But even more than that, like all the all the guest stars of the day would come guests. on, and yeah, yeah, it was great. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, Don Henley yeah. would play one week, and and it was wasn't. It, was it uh, problem and solution all in one episode, or was there an overarching oh, yeah. like? Uh, there com- were combination. There were multi episode story arcs, yeah. but they mm-hmm. they never were like important. They were just like like running gags and things. Yeah, but sometimes it would be like Crockett. It would be more like personality flaws carried over a season. <laughs> like Cro- mm-hmm. Crockett sucks at relationships, and so multiple episodes of him trying to resolve an issue with a girlfriend of his, but most episodes were crime Some, yes. and punishment and i mean yeah. like there was like a whole season mm-hmm. i think it was 88 when he was dealing with like a athlete's foot from wearing those wicker <laughs> shoes with no socks <laughs> the, the top siders they're so yeah. gross oh my gosh it's gross that would be my grossest thing in the movie if if colin farrell was up to that in this but he wasn't i noticed yeah. he didn't Did y'all no, notice there's the... no uh ventilation in top right. siders uh-uh. you know that there was that those those soft linen uh type sport suits they wore like uh in mm-hmm. in the original tv series I, I swear the guy uh, who was, uh, was having his way with the prostitutes uh, was wearing that same suit from, yeah. from, from <laughs> yeah. early on. Yeah, that, that felt like a bit of a throwback. But I noticed Sonny, yeah. Sonny was wearing that shirt like that. Um, yeah, That yeah. kind of weird yeah. flo- flighty whatever. My favorite scene right. in the whole movie, honestly, anytime any movie goes to Cuba and they start playing some of that rad Cuban music. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I love I've been stuff. wanting to talk about this because – it's it's such a it's such a like schizophrenic movie about the music. Like you might think, oh, it's just going to be all like hot and cold, real smooth. No, 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 no. This movie has like uh, Moby and Mogwai in one moment, and freaking Lincoln Park, and right. a bunch of Chris Cornell in another, oh, God, and and it, and like. Cornell. Yeah. And and it's like, would would you please pick a style? And you realize, no, they're putting a different style on everything. Every yeah. like you're in a club, that's yeah. one thing. You're over. You're in you're in Uruguay, it's another thing. They go to Cuba and Manzanita. Not just the song, the band Manzanita is on the <laughs> stage, and they're playing this song called Arranca, mm-hmm. which is so freaking hot. It's and I'm so just good. like, pull the camera back and just watch this for five minutes. Seriously, listen to this. Let me get in here, Diva. 
There's something about that's Cuban music, specifically Cuban, that puts me somewhere, man. I don't know what it is, yeah. but geez, I love it. Freaking love yeah, this it. movie. Yeah, this movie just it's, it's steeped in that kind of thing, and I I loved it. And I also loved that uh, that they had like Audio Slave was 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 hitting the scene, and uh, that was always <laughs> yeah. Lee Gong's or Gong Lee's her her uh, characters like love music every time yeah. she was on screen and she was getting hot. Chris I was Cornell super was into that background. audio slave business when it came, when it happened. And oh, so yeah. that was him collaborating with, cause he'd left Soundgarden. And Tom, was, Morello. Yeah, Tom Morello. Tom yeah, right. Was, and, and I remember uh, thinking, and I remember so thinking, man, stuff. this is the best thing ever. I can't believe these guys are together. And then they didn't, didn't do it very long, but yeah. I loved it for when it lasted. And it was good to hear Chris Cornell singing. Oh yeah. <laughs> If you set out to do this again, though, there's no way you would have these like Moby Mogwai songs. Oh, like, I don't it just, know. It just doesn't. It doesn't know. make you think like it doesn't make you think South Florida. I, it doesn't, doesn't. But the show oh, was full of like Jan, Jan Hammer and all that. I mean, that the show was full of those like weird ethereal electronic ETH sound and things. I think they're totally appropriate here. Yeah, mm-hmm. I yeah. love the intro music to the the TV series, and I did not realize. There was uh, two different versions because I was always familiar with the second and third season intro, which was very fast. And like the first season, the very first season has like this slower version of it. Yeah. Uh, and it's just it it sounds weird. It's like, oh, what's somebody put it? I'm trying to record. find one of these mobile tracks speed. was really cool. Is this it? Oh, yeah. Like this. I love just like wall of sound electronic stuff. Yeah. I mean, it, it almost right. it almost right makes the right. movie better for me because it, that stuff is in there. I think the soundtrack generally is awesome. Yeah. Uh, also, yeah. by the way, yeah. where are they what what were uh, Crockett and Tubbs driving that was so much faster than uh, than old Wuss's face who uh, was trying to get home because they oh, were on top right. of they were on top <laughs> of a, they were on top of they were at top of a building had to get down to the parking garage you know get out the <laughs> gate and they still was like. Right. And catch right up to pull one side and hey, pull so, over and yeah. so that's a F uh, F430. Um, <laughs> Ferrari it is right. It is a very fast car. There's actually I there's a, a, a go fast car who has one. <laughs> it's a, yes, go, fast a go fast car. car. A go fast car. I have a neighbor who has an F430, and it's like so discordant to go to freaking Albertsons for groceries. And <laughs> my, this guy who lives in the neighborhood has it parked out in front of the grocery store. Right. Yeah, it's a oh, Ferrari, right? Ferrari. Ferrari. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Love Albert. I mean, and that's consistent. Sonny had that cool white Ferrari in the series, and it was just yeah. always so much yeah. fun to watch him drive that thing. And you know, they kept but all even that. If stuff you're going, even if you're going twice the speed as the other car, still, oh, yeah, I mean, downtown Miami yeah. on a weekend with parties and yeah. all. There's no way you got out yeah. of there. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That was yeah. dumb. And the guy that played um, him, it, he was uh, he's in all sorts of stuff. That guy. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to talk about earlier. He's he's in a lot of stuff, and I I loved him in this part. And oh my gosh, it was the most. There was a couple of times I felt the you know the heartstrings getting pulled. And man, uh, Jimmy Fox, you know, Tubbs telling telling him, you know, you don't have to go home. It's like yeah, oh, oh, that's so oh. Funny. all right, all right, truck coming, great, oh. yeah. convenient, convenient semi. Rough, right. rough business. <laughs> Tried not to laugh, but, oh. but that blood smear was bad. Yeah. Oh, it was so bad. Eddie, Eddie Marson is the the actor, by yeah. the way. That was John Hawks, uh, British actor. Isn't it John Hawks? That was John Hawks. Yeah, I thought it was I, too. It was Nicholas John was. Uh... No, no, no. no that's you're that's talking about the guy in the house. Nicholas, oh, else. Nicholas was Potato Face. Yeah, Potato yeah, Face was Nicholas. John Hawks is the guy that got run over by the bus on purpose, and he was for me most famously in Deadwood. He was the the partner of 
uh, what's his he name? He always played such a yes. Raylan Givens partner. He's awesome. Great, so, great guy. So uh, a piece of trivia that took me way down a rabbit hole about the car. Um, in uh, obviously in 2006, you're expecting to see a, a newer Ferrari, and you do. In the series, when you think about the Ferrari that uh, you saw them driving all the time, you're thinking of uh, a Ferrari Testarossa. That was like a uh, like a car for our generation to aspire to ever get to touch. Yep. And it, it, but but in the early seasons, like in the first season, the shows didn't have any money, and they wanted to put the leads in a Ferrari. And the producers literally could not afford to rent a Ferrari and insure it and so on. So they went to a car supplier who had a body of a Ferrari that they had put on a Corvette. <laughs> and awesome. and so Don Johnson is literally driving around a Corvette with a Ferrari <laughs> body stapled to it. That's awesome. Because they, yeah, they were all fiberglass, so you could pretty easily move that stuff yeah. around depending oh, on yeah. the frame. Yeah. It's just it's just really it's really funny that like that that sounds janky, but that's how yeah. that's how you make TV. Yeah. Like you don't, mm-hmm. you don't have the money yet. You gotta do it. Sure. Justin Thoreau. Did you guys know Justin Thoreau was in this? He was barely in no, it, yes. but he played Detective Larry Zito. Who who was that in there? Because Justin Thoreau is a big deal now, but back then nobody knew who the hell yeah. that guy was. Uh, no, they you see leftovers. him you see him more than once just standing around like all these different times when their their like investigatory crew comes together. He's just there. Oh my oh, gosh. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You guys gotta you see this. Hold on a second. Um check that out. Okay, so we have a picture. Yeah. Oh, it's that guy. Scary. That doesn't look yeah. like him at all. Not at all, right? Weird. Wow. No. no Anytime well, you no, pull up, the, a... that's the television series, Larry Zito. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. Oh, you're right. Why is this yeah, coming that's... up? Uh, that's not him. Hold on. Poor old detective. Anytime Lawrence, Larry up... Zito. Anytime you pull up a picture, like I every now and then, I'm just like searching for a picture from this film. It's so dark. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> every picture, you're like. Why yeah. don't they brighten that? I can't find any images of him, except the old guy, who I know from other things, too. That dude's all sorts of stuff. Right. But I can't find the... Oh, there he is. Okay. Well, he exists, and apparently he was in it, and I don't remember how or what, but there's his face. Enjoy. You uh, know, <clears throat> anyway. There was another thing about this movie that, that visually was... that was Not even visually. It was just a, an awareness that almost everything was happening outside. There was very few things that were happening inside, and if there was a sh- if there was a shot inside, it felt like they wanted to get outside. <laughs> hey, can we step outside this mobile home for a little bit and shoot right. each other? And I always I kept thinking to myself, no, stay where the AC is. Like it's hot right. in Miami. It's so what are you hot. Doing? Yeah, but having that do having the whole thing happen during hurricane season in the in the story and having thunder right. constantly everywhere kind of cool yeah. you know that's pretty yeah, neat. I kept, yeah i kept i kept trying to uh, attach that to the lightning happening into the to the to the elements in the story and it's just, it's just like okay it's this michael point. michael mann is just known for getting the same shot over and over and over until something happens like mm-hmm. he he apparently famously got a shot for collateral of coyotes walking across the street behind the main actors right yeah they're all it just straight. happened that he had shot the scene over and over and over and some coyotes happened across the street in los angeles mm-hmm. and it's like like this, this is what he does. So it doesn't surprise me, but it's still, I'm still like, I have this little thrill when you see the lightning right. in the background. Yeah, it, yeah, I cool. did too. It, it's funny. We're gonna keep, we're gonna keep filming this until something. Either you guys do better acting or something interesting happens. Yeah. <laughs> now is he just done right now? Like, 
This is a guy who did Manhunter, The Insider, Last of the Mohicans, Collateral, uh, Heat, like some amazing films. What's he mm-hmm. doing now? Like Retiring. nothing? Retiring. He's chilling out. He's eating. He's drinking some mojitos. He's uh, he was a producer for Luck, that thing that on uh, HBO that where horses died. Yeah, During what? Filming. Horses died. Horses died. Yeah, it was a thing about horse oh, racing. Oh, with the uh, yes, uh, uh, Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman and a bunch of horses yeah. died in the making of it, and they made him shut the production down. Yeah, he's still doing stuff. He's doing he, what Hugh. Yeah, Hugh, Hugh, 1968, a TV yeah. miniseries I've never heard of. I haven't either. Is that not Netflix? I thought Hugh was Netflix. Okay, um, the be. last movie he directed was 2015's Black Hat. It starred Chris Hemsworth and Viola Davis. That. Yeah, I actually enjoyed that. I don't know yeah. anything about that. It's it. Yeah, it's uh, not Black Hat Hackers. Does yeah. not enjoy a good review anywhere. Oh. <laughs> it was all right. It was. It's five four. Uh, you know. It's, Middle. Maybe he just Over. needs to be. Maybe he's just like you know. I'm good. I've done a lot of cool stuff. I think I don't need to make any more movies. Yeah, he's good. Because mm-hmm. what else? Public Enemies was good. Miami Vice. So really, since Miami Vice, he hasn't really had a huge no. hit. And that boy, that bums me. Found, take a break. A, take take a knee, Michael. Yeah. This is good. I, I found a bunch of pictures of Justin Theroux in this film and. Uh, in every one of them, he's got this really cool gun called an OA-93 uh, on a strap. Yeah. And I it got me thinking, gosh, there's a lot of strapped guns in this movie. Like people yeah, just, yeah. what they, they like to tuck the gun under the jacket, but have it hanging from their shoulder. Right. Like that's, a, like a, that's like a style choice that's, I don't know, it just sounds risky and like unnecessarily dangerous uh, right <laughs> to walk around with and everybody's doing it so you're like they're trying to impress each other these guys are all trying yeah, to look yeah. like the guy that impressed them originally yeah yeah you're yeah. right and uh, it's mm, yeah I, I i actually enjoyed uh, the i felt like they had some new fully work for some of these guns because you I, know what, I, I you know what, they I just had that. they had guns I've never heard or seen before. Yeah. Like, yeah. like again, that thing where uh, Gina is is about to take out a guy who's got a bomb around Trudy's neck. Mm-hmm. Um, she's she's got a gun called a H and K G sixty three. I'm sorry, G thirty six. H and K G thirty six. And I'm convinced that they actually took the gun into a studio and recorded it being fired. Yeah, yeah. because. It just like I'm just like wow, that's a cool sound. Well, heat you felt was like, like you were in Remember? a trailer with it. It know? was like that heat that heat shootout on the street is very, very much like that. And he's always been a stickler for that, and that's great. I liked that. I liked, and that's it. By the way, I use that gun when I play Counter Strike. It's a great gun. Um, oh, 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 but oh, uh, did you guys yeah. get? Did you guys get the H and K grenade launcher that Jamie Fox uses to kill the, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, the awesome. main bad guy? Yeah. And, oh my god. Yeah, that was pretty good. Put a hole in him the size of a pancake. Oh. It was awesome. <laughs> he was good. That guy was good. That oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I liked mm-hmm. him. He creeped me out. The way he just yeah. stared. What was, the actor, what was the actor's name that played Saeed in Lost? Oh, yeah, he's oh, similar to that. Yeah, he looks well, a lot Well, it's not yeah. similar, but they, they have similar hairstyles. And I was like, oh, this kind of reminds the kind me. Kind of the, the mullet. Um, not, not quite yeah. a mullet, but still, yeah. And yeah. Lost was around the same time, right? Yeah, 06 yeah. would have yeah. been uh, the middle of Lost. Second year. Third year, third year, mm-hmm. yeah, oh four to yeah, it would have been second or third year. They were back. It was the bad year. <laughs> that was the year they were doing all the repeats because of the writer strike. That was not a great year, yeah. right? Right. Um. So I was gonna say this other thing here. Uh. Oh, about the uh, 
I have two questions. One, do you have to make your sex scene so obnoxious? They annoyed, they annoyed me. <laughs> I was wondering if we were going to bring up the, uh, you alluded right. to them at the beginning, and yeah, the sex scenes were just so long and uncomfortable. They just were just not, Disagree. they were, were not they, attractive sex scenes. They were annoying. And I, I disagree. I didn't feel like they were long at all, which was good, because I, I was worried they were going to be really long. I mean, and they were, and really. they were really the only music videos in the in the movie. Like, <laughs> you have a little bit of boat driving music video, yeah. but for the most part, the sex scenes have to have to do all of that lifting. And well, like I say, it could have been so bad. Like, they were totally like fine compared to movies we've seen where the sex just looks wrong and impossible. And right. This was fine. That's not fine. The way she kept staring at him with a dead face all the time. It's I, like, but <laughs> I, I think I, I think maybe you have trouble looking at people staring in movies because I, I thought there was a lot of emotion going on in the eyes. Part and of it is, part, you know what? Part of it is, it's these cameras again, and it comes off as fake looking to me. Like yeah. it takes away. Well, not a layer. to mention. Yeah. We just had Tristan move back in uh, this last week, and it just always seemed like whenever Tristan or his friends would show up at our house, it was during some dumb movie that had 30 <laughs> seconds of sex scene in it, but that's when all these kids would walk into the house and hey, think that we're just sitting, there, just sitting there watching porn all day long. Yeah. long. Did what, it happen again? That? Did it happen again with this movie? No, but oh. the whole time, <laughs> there were so many long sex scenes, and I think, <laughs> think that's why they felt really long to me. It's like, Probably. all right, okay, come on, just get through this. Any minute now, Tristan's going to walk in with two of his buddies. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, but there, was a lot of, there was a lot of shower sex scenes. There was two. I mean, both of the main actors got to do a, sh a shower sex scene. It was, it was like Jamie Foxx said, a wet color. Fair gets what sex? No, in the shower. Me too. Also, yeah. well, I won't get on a boat, but I'll have sex in a shower. Also, not into the. I would not want to be the driver of that limo that had to deal with the freaking <laughs> the backseat sex, impromptu sex in the backseat. Oh yeah, right. Just like okay, I just pull down the shade, whatever the middle shade is. Well, sure, yeah. Absolutely. You guys have fun back there. <laughs> this sucks. Uh, this sucks. So can you? Okay, here's the other question: Can you just get a boat and drive it to Cuba? Is that a thing you're allowed well, to do? Like, yeah, I mean, allowed? I think, I think they're still like at the port. They're probably still going to check your passport and all that stuff, right? I mean, I guess right, she's yeah. had a way. She had a way to kind of sneak him around through the yeah, the they, back entrance of Cuba. But yeah, uh, they, they 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 established early on that that Crockett and Tubbs just did it wherever the f they wanted because they would fly planes into a single blip. You know, they were constantly, you know passing lines and going wherever they wanted to flying planes like vice cops fly, fly planes. planes this movie is made a few minutes before we all get used to gps and satellite monitoring and so on mm, like smartphones just, uh, like yeah. nowadays we're just like there's no way there is anything even slightly warm that passes between those two countries right. and, and isn't seen by all sorts of governments but i i, I was willing to let it slide for me like like the I like the notion was that they were going too fast to be tracked or something. Yeah. Right. And it's like that's fun. I yeah. I yeah, realized right. in real life, by the way, any boat going faster than like thirty miles an hour is going to hurt bad. Yeah. yeah. But but in a movie, I I loved thinking, oh, they're going like fifty or sixty miles. Yeah, an hour. Right. It looks so good. Yeah, it I love that fun. kind of stuff. I love all I go of, fast boats. All I could think of was that meme video of the uh, yeah the, the, the people, people on the motorboat bouncing around. That's like the camera stays parallel with the side yeah. of the boat, and everybody else is just going flopping. You know around what's like, great like about that that video? Fish. My favorite thing about that video is that every person in it is their own comedy show. 
So like yeah, every yeah. single yes. one, if you just if you watch it once and pay attention to the driver, that he's really funny. Yeah. Watch yeah, it again. Yeah. Watch the bikini girl in the middle. Oh my gosh, she's funny. Like everyone falls yeah. in such a ridiculous right. pratfall way <laughs> that you can watch it ten times to get all ten people's reactions. It's so good. Uh, but I, yeah, it just struck me time. as like, why are we are we really allowed to do that? And if we are, great. I mean, I'm into it. Like I think Cuba's rad, and culturally we should like be a little more open to Cuba. And I don't know why we're not still. Yeah, we are now, right? Eh, yeah. We're getting there, right? Yeah, was, uh, yeah certain, certain people can, are rolling yeah. that back. Certain people oh, are rolling that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't blame you. If I was Cuba, I'd probably be rolling it back, too. No, no. Wait, a huge mistake. Well, nope. it's more so, on our end, but anyway. it's not, So yeah. it's it's been the case forever that, like, Canada pulled out of that a little embargo, and you could just fly to Canada and then fly to Cuba all, all day long. Um, the, the thing in 2016 was to relax all of the trade. So, like, they didn't really make it so that, like, United Airlines is flying to Havana, but you can, yeah. like, yeah. The, the, like, you can, there are flights from the U.S. to Canada and it, that you can show your passport and uh, it, Canada, Cuba, show your passport okay. and get right off the plane. Yeah. What, a, what a romantic thought it is, though, to look at Cuba and see how they adapted with all those embargoes by keeping all the things they had in such pristine condition and it was like especially the cars and things you could you would see oh, shots yeah, from Cuba so and be cool. like oh my god look at these old cars but they're in such great shape yeah. it's like a whole whole country of cool yeah. stuff like old cadillacs from the 50s and stuff like that right and then i just i just assume when i walk into that place it'll just be this all day yeah and i want it to be that's what i want right. i want to yeah. go there and i want to do that you're you're making me hungry for a nice pressed sandwich with pickles and uh, sliced pork and everything in it. Oh, I love, oh, good. I love, I love so pressed sandwiches because it's so literal. What are you doing that sandwich? Yeah, thing? I'm pressing. No, yeah, press sandwich, pressing it, putting it together. Yeah, no, a good Cuban. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. And I don't mean the cigars like, or the people. Not I mean, Mark. Not Mark. No, not Mark Cuban. <laughs> I mean he's he's all right, but I don't know if I like, call him a good Cuban. To, I don't just know to really enough. put a just to really put a point <laughs> to, to put a point on how far. We instantly came after the Obama administration sort of opened up Cuba for the U.S. Uh, the Fast and the Furious franchise went in there and immediately filmed uh, the fate of the first scene of the Fate of the Furious. Yeah, and if you haven't seen it, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's it's they it's got really it at the right awesome. time because some of that stuff got tightened up again. But um, but yeah, they went out they went down yeah. there and said, "Yep, we're doing it. Let's go." I don't- I don't know the reality of Cuba or their lifestyle or anything else. I just know it's a very romantic thought as an American yeah. to go to Cuba and mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. experience this. You guys it's remember just, the old uh, Kevin Costner movie Havana? No, was it not Kevin Costner? Uh, it was Havana. Yeah, but that wasn't yeah. Kevin Costner. That was uh, uh, dude, a uh, Sundance man. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. Oh, Redford. Oh, Redford, Robert Redford. I think. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sundance man. Sundance I am man. totally down. I am totally down with that new Costner and Woody Harrelson. Oh, thing I'm so excited, dude! It was all I could do last man. night. I, yeah. I log yeah. in to watch this movie, and all I could do yeah. not to stop it and go watch that. Ugh, it's like made for me. I can't wait to see. I'm gonna so see that good. today. I think I want to see it so bad. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, so there's that. Hey, uh, clips maybe some clips. There's not. Yeah. There's, you got clips. I bet it was a lot of people staring. It's not a lot, to be honest. And a lot of, and a lot. Do you have of to people. turn up the uh, the Colin Farrell parts Kinda. to like uh, put them the same volume? Sign, but except for the parts where he yells "f you" really loud to yeah. somebody. <laughs> I called. I, I was gonna call it closed caption, but it's just 
Colin captioned. Colin captioned. I don't so yeah. I could tell what he's saying. Still your CC, but uh, stands yeah, for Colin. Your CC, yeah. Here's a uh, pass through to your sack. Here's a. <laughs> if you're looking for some drugs, here's a list of them. We got meth, ice, glass, E's, K's, X, Mitsu's, Ames, Colombian H. There you go. White supremacist. That was such a. That was such a. Any. Yeah. Any single letter is a drug. <laughs> that was such a 2000s kind of a thing where we thought it was clever to have somebody sit there and recite off all the names for a thing. Yep. Yeah, it just, it just annoys me now. Yeah. You notice, by the way, also, a lot of his movies have these white supremacist bad guys in it. You yeah. notice that? He, just, he doesn't mm-hmm. like the white supremacists. Mm-hmm. Didn't, weren't there some? <laughs> they're, they're, they're not very easy. Not a fan of the white supremacists. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which but is, I, yeah. I agree, but I like I was joking in my poem at the beginning, it makes no sense to have too many disparate groups of bad guys. Yeah. Like there's a there's a point where you're like, okay, so I guess everybody in the universe is in a gang and it's like a different gang and warriors come out to play and I'm like it I need I need my bad guys to be a, a little less discreet, you know? Yeah. I was hoping that uh we'd have someone like this guy. Right here. Diplomatic community. <laughs> what do you want? He, oh, gee, stop playing. Uh, yeah, he it's never. So hard not to. Uh, yeah, so hard not to, to compare this to Lethal Weapon, which is funny because it went the opposite way, movie, series to TV show, and I I love both of them. I mean, I like the the first two Lethal Weapon movies anyway, mm-hmm. but the the TV show has been great, and especially the swap out of um country dude to uh Scott. What's the guy? Uh, Stifler from uh, American yeah. Pie. Oh, Stifler. Um, uh, Jason something, Thomas. Scott something. Scott Thomas Scott. Powell. Uh, no. John. No, oh my gosh. Sean Williams. Sean Williams Scott. That's it. That's it. Uh, Sean Williams Scott. That's it. Yeah. He's he's been great. It's kind of the new, the new uh, Riggs uh, like yeah. character. Yeah. It's I'm too surprised. bad because the other guy was so. Uh, Im- he was literally broken, though, right? He was emotionally yeah, he was. broken like that. Well, they're both yeah. broken, they're, but they're differently broken. Like, the first yeah, guy was functional. broken like Riggs. Yeah. yeah. Right. But they're bro- But he was literally in real life also sort of broken, and they had to yes. fire him. <laughs> he right. totally was, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I didn't know that they hired uh, Sean William Scott. That's, Sean William Scott. That so seems... now it's Sean William Scott and Dam- Damon Wayans, and it's really good. It seems kind of like perfect casting to me. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Here's your... Uh, next one. This is some angry acting. So check this one out. What if you jump some amateurs into a game they ain't ready for? What the f happened, man? Trian got killed. So cool it. down. Cool down. <laughs> what did anybody just say? They're I mean, the there roof. was lots of words, and I understood some of the single words, but as a cohesive <laughs> conversation. Do you have to drive on. to the worst part of the town in the most remote awfulness at the middle of the freaking night to have any meetings in this like this movie? Absolutely. That's all the meetings. Yeah. Absolutely. And what was up with the streets of styrofoam? That was a thing. A, a that was concern. so I didn't, freaking didn't cool. remember from 2006. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love how anytime they left the country and now we're in South America somewhere, mm-hmm. like I knew, you knew instantly, this is a completely different place. Yeah. <laughs> the streets of styrofoam. All these kids digging through styrofoam. We sure have a lot of styrofoam, don't we? We sure do. Yeah, (laughs) that was kind of cool. Explanation, no thanks. Yeah. Striving Uh, through, fellas. uh, There's a lot of this talk, I felt like. So here's this. We didn't come down here to audition for business. Business auditions for us. Yeah, a lot of of that. Here's another crappy rhyme right on top of it. Here you go. They didn't do time with us. They ain't doing crime with us. Come on, (laughs) I actually like that line. If they didn't do time with us, they ain't doing gotta, crime with us. I gotta admit, I'm like, yeah. well, that's, that's the, very narrow. If the glove don't fit. You must have quit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what else yeah. we got? Uh... <laughs> Just 
Just because it rhymes doesn't make it good advice. Yeah. Right? Right, exactly. If you're not here, you're not drinking beer. And it's so dumb. Right. Here, here's one. Beer before liquor, never sicker. Yeah, there you go. Nice. Here's an ominous. Uh, this is, I just wrote ominous. So here you go. That part of what I do, you never want to find out about. <laughs> I think he's a little. Oh, yeah. He's got Yoda disease or something. <laughs> that bottle. That thing. What I do. That part of what I do. That part of what I do. Let's yeah. do it again. That part of what I do, you never want to find out about. <laughs> he's still cool. I actually, I kind of do now. <laughs> yeah. Continue. Yeah, yeah. Keep telling us. Right. <laughs> I wrote here. What is she saying? Because she had a hard time. Here's this. If we want you dead, you'd be no longer drawing breath in Miami. Okay. <laughs> If that would we be wanted dead. you dead. Yeah, you'll drawing no breasts, be drawing, drawing breasts in Miami. <laughs> yeah, drawing breasts. Um, I, I saved the latter part. You'd be no longer drawing breath in Miami. Because it, it's funny. And I don't know if I think it's funny because it's just someone with a very thick accent that's having a hard time saying right. a thing or why I think yeah. it's funny. But I do. And I'm happy. I will own that. Okay? Call me racist mm-hmm. if you want, but mm-hmm. I think it's funny. Okay. All right. Just- here's the bad guy. <laughs> Excuse me because I am very busy. How many things to do? So this will be brief. Yes. Ugh. Yeah, I hated that guy. Yes. I I Excuse just me. I think I've realized why I like him so much and why you hate him so much, mm. uh, or why I like him so much at least. Um, I think that guy is a really good portrayal of what you have to do to be on top of a criminal organization, which is you have to be murderous, mm. and everyone who ever meets you has to know it. Like, that's the only way you can stay on top of a criminal organization or someone who is more murderous than you will just kill you and take your place at the top. I guess so. And and it's like, I just got that that feeling from him. Like, man, I would get out of this car. He is about to kill people. Like, I, I, I like it. I mm-hmm. normally do. But he just was in his dumb shorts and his flea flea shirt. And then later he's laying on the bed with his socks on. And he just I couldn't take him seriously. There was just something about him. And that beard looked painted on. I don't know. This is not this. Maybe it's just the wrong guy for the role. Mm-hmm. Uh, here is a uh, flea shirt. Yeah, what now? What'd you say? You called it a flea flea shirt? Yeah, I don't even know what that means. I just made it up. Okay, all yeah. right. Flea flea shirt. Full of fleas. It's full of fleas. It's like yeah. like something that something that the guitarist from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. He doesn't even have a shirt, so that's perfect. So that's true. Flea never wore a shirt. It's a flea flea shirt. All right, here's a terrible exchange, so enjoy this one. I think this is indicative of some of the crappy dialogue. Here you go. How fast does that go? Goes very fast. Go fast, but... Tell me. Where would you like to go? What do you like to drink? I'm a fiend for mojitos. I'm a fiend for mojitos. <laughs> Good thing he didn't say vodka, or else they would have been on that boat for hours and hours. <laughs> right? and hours. <laughs> Days. A fiend. Where do you want to go? Mojitos. What do you like to drink? I asked you first. Yeah. Also, when you say, how fast does that go? You're supposed to say yeah. 400 miles an hour, not pretty fast. Right. It goes fast. Yeah. It's a go hey, fast when they boat. Got to- when they it goes got as off fast their, as it needs to. <laughs> hey, when they got off their go fast boat and was in in Cuba and they were outside the hotel thinking about going inside because they didn't like to do inside very much in this movie. They were still doing outside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Were they right next to the T Rex Motel or was that just the Rex Motel? Oh, I don't know <laughs> because I could I couldn't tell if there was a T cut off or if it was just Rex Motel. The place that Pee Wee Herman chased uh, Bluto around. That's exactly what. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pee Wee Herman chased Bluto around. Wait a minute. You remember that? Yeah, you remember that? Bluto? Yeah, yeah. He was all mad because he was he was trying oh, to get with his girl. Right. 
Yeah, not okay. Pluto really, but no, a guy no, no, who looked no. like you, Pluto. Yeah, yeah. But I, I just was, yeah, my brain went in four places. Large Marge is dead? I got like four Horcruxes now people have to discover and put back together. <laughs> um, all right, here's a, uh, I hate this line, but here it is. You cannot negotiate with gravity. Shut up. I love that line. <laughs> it sucks. You can't negotiate. I like negotiate this so much I put it in my uh, intro. Well, you may as well say you can't negotiate with the laws of thermodynamics. You, you no, that negotiate. would be dumb. It's all dumb. <laughs> like it's all that's a dumb line. I really thought I really thought that line was so prominent in the only thing that he said that I could actually understand. Uh, I was like, wow, they really focused on that. I mean, like, I'm, was that foreshadowing? Yeah. I was thinking someone's definitely going to die by falling. Yeah, but they didn't. They never did. Maybe they negotiated, yeah. and it turns out he was wrong. Yeah, they did. Come on, gravity. Yeah. Come yeah. on, come on, gravity. Let Tell me go. What. Okay, okay. Or or as <laughs> or as you would say, hold on, you'd say this. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Final clip. This is. Oh, this is that badass line with the girl in the in the in the um the trailer. Uh, it was actually a really great little exchange. So here's that. That's not what happens. What will happen is, what will happen is, I will put around at twenty seven hundred feet per second into the medulla at the base of your brain, and you will be dead from the neck down before your body knows it. Your finger won't even twitch. Only you get dead. So tell me, sport, do you believe that? And then he goes, and then, Pfft. yeah, that, exactly. yeah. It, he tries to say something cool, and she cuts yeah. him off with yeah. death. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, they really did like that. Yeah, yeah that good. whole scene was really good. Them approaching the trailer and them dropping out the audio to where it was just, you know, them kind of approaching it was just. I thought that was the, great. And then they followed all up with that stupid worst explosion I have ever seen. Special effect for the trailer blowing up. It's pretty worst. bad. It's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I was laughing at the idea that uh, Jose is somewhere. I don't know where he is at the time, but he's got his old co- control center, mm-hmm. and he uses he uses like a cheap phone to call in the the bomb in the trailer. Yep. Yeah. I don't know why. I just was thinking like, what if he couldn't get a signal, or what if it like <laughs> like you know he, yeah, like he just seems right? so flimsy for yeah. Yeah. this important thing. I, I agree. Also, why was he watching all those poker people? What was that about? All those videos. Oh, he had what he said. He has a lot of clubs, and one of them yeah, obviously yeah. has a, a a black market casino. Oh, yeah. Okay. This is all these screens were overhead cams of of poker games, and I just thought, wait, aren't you like you should be up to some dastardly drug enforcement business thing deal? Not watching people play poker. I don't know. That just threw mm-hmm. me a little bit. Mm-hmm. He's the eye in the sky about uh, eighty miles away. Yeah, there it is. Like every Vegas. Remember, Brian, someone's <laughs> looking at you like that when you play poker in Vegas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Some guy in, in Cuba just like, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He's going, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you don't want to know Wait, about that. And he has a bomb do. under every poker table. Yeah. That's right. That's right. You have to call the right phone number to kill people. That's right. Oh, that bald guy That bald guy just rolled craps again. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> and then he says this. That part of what I do, you never want to find out about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's do, uh, ooh, look what just showed up. Uh, this is the film sack checklist. This week we've got worse cameras than a YouTube series. Check. Uh, what happens when you get an Irishman to speak like a Texan? Check. And uh, they were so busy making this movie, they never bothered to ask if they should. Oh, check. In Trek Connections this week, brought to us by the Trek nerd Daryl Skills, we have Tom Towels. He played Coleman. <laughs> Don't Tom forget Towles. to bring a towel. 
Uh, he played Han Thill in the Star Trek Deep Space Nine episode Dramatis Persona and Dr. Vape in uh, the Star Trek Dr. Voyager Vape. episode Rise. <laughs> Dr. Vape. That's a cool name. He just stands around vaping. Yeah. Which is a better name, Mr. Vape or Tom Towles? Uh, right. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's a t- I'm torn. Yeah. Tom Towles pre- presents Dr. Vape. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Pashta D. Lynchnikov was a Russian FBI agent. Uh, he played a Romulan commander in 2009 Star Trek uh, with Eric Bana and all those people. Nice job, those people. Uh, soundtrack great. I give it an A. I liked it a lot. Everything on there is cool. I've been listening to it mm-hmm. since. And oh, it's um, so good. It's really good. I have probably listened to this soundtrack a thousand times yeah. in the last 15 years. Seriously, yeah. a thousand times. If it didn't have this soundtrack at this level, I would have really hated Miami Vice because it, mm-hmm. it does help it. It elevates it. And it did it in the 80s show too. I'll admit it. It was you know, music and tone were everything. And it had that too. So, you know, for its time, like no one thinks of Phil Collins as cool anymore, but I can feel it in the heat. <laughs> Not even Phil Collins. I was going to say it. Phil Collins so might. Mean. Yeah, he Although might. His, his current... His current U.S. tour is something like "I'm still not dead yet" or something like that. That's the title. Yes. Of oh, really? He, you know, he, tour. Yeah. he suffered. Mm. He suffered from a little bit of depression there for a while, where he was trying to deal with the loss of his fame, and uh, that's, that's something we probably. I know. Ah, we do say that, but that would be. I'll really never. Good. I'll never experience that. Not that level. Right. No. <laughs> Whatever, man. I still say that. I can't lose what I don't have. <laughs> I still say the Tarzan uh, soundtrack is awesome. So I, I'm not a hater. I'm a lover. Mm. Uh, let's move on to the Twitter post. This is where you guys sum it up in 280 characters or less. It's the Twitter post. First with Randy. Miami Vice. Michael Mann's third or fourth best film is still better than everything Roland Emmerich ever made combined. Mm. Suck it, Emmerich. Mm. I liked day or the day after tomorrow, though. I liked that one. It's been a long time since we've had a good gibbet versus deluxe away battle. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Yep. It's been, <laughs> you could have stopped with this. It's been a long time since we've had a good gibbet. Just sounds fun. <laughs> a good gibbet. Sounds fun to say. Um, also, Brian Dunaway. Also, Miami Vice. Like Trudy would say, I ain't playing. Also, this was like a two-hour steering contest set to some music. <laughs> Musical steering contest. I like it. And finally, Brian Ibbett. Miami Vice. I can feel it coming in the air tonight. Nope, just a fart. Miami Vice. <laughs> now I can smell it. I actually wrote it just like that, except mumble. Miami Vice. Miami Vice. <laughs> Miami Vice. Uh, well, all right then. You've all done well. And that means that someone's just handed me a piece of paper. This paper says alternate titles. Looks like it was almost called Miami Lice, but that was mostly mm. just for Colin Farrell because he had a lot of weird oh, hair. Okay. Uh-huh. or the Miami Spice Must Flow. All right, moving on. We got an email <laughs> from uh, Columbus, Ohio, uh, sent to us by Jeff, who wrote into the show at filmsack at gmail.com, and he says, Hello, I had a thought that the writers of The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull decided to end that movie the same way that Dark Crystal did. Just seems too familiar. Love the show, though. Jeff. Mm, uh, circle of Aliens, mm, Circle of uh, Skeksis, or Circle of Combined Skeksis. Um, um, hots, whatever they were. Yeah. Mm, yes. That's yeah. a fair point. Kind of went that yeah, same way, yeah. didn't it? At the end, Spielberg yeah. pulled the quickie. And then Fizz, Fizz gig, he dropped in. He he jumped in the in the uh, refrigerator. It was oh, gone. we should give credit yeah. to that guy yeah. who did the film edit of the Fizz gig. Oh, that gig was sound. great. Yeah, the, it was oh, so you good. See it on Twitter. Yeah, we had a. Let me see if I can see who. Yeah. It was. So okay. So you have to. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, you got to go back. 
Yeah. Uh, and find it and I, link it, by I the way. I noticed that a sound sounded like a thing, and then we have to, how, how do we get people to see the video? Uh, well, and, if somebody... I'm if, trying to look up now. Yeah, if, you, if, put, if, if you can it. find it anyway, put it in the thing. I'll Extreme. actually play it with the Star Wars dialogue as well. Yeah, Extreme Heights Productions is the uh, no, Twitter handle. X Heights Prod is the... Uh, is the actual Twitter account X like an X letter X letter X heights is in afraid of heights and prod short for productions. Okay. Chad, Chad is the guy there. So, okay. Chad's Chad, the man. Ty, Ty Fizz gig on YouTube. If you look oh, there it up. you go, just search for Ty Fizz gig. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Ty Fizz gig. And that's Ty fighter. Ty T I E. Yeah. Like a tie you'd wear on your neck sort of deal. Mm-hmm. So good. Um, I just, Oh, me. here it is. Okay. I'm going to just play this. So, cause this is great. All right. Let me ask you. The rebel base will be in firing range in seven minutes. <laughs> Brilliant. Squad leaders, we've picked up a new group of signals. Enemy fighters coming your way. My scope's negative. I don't see anything. Pick up your visuals, counting. Here they come. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent catch by a range. The only thing that would have made that better is uh, to make it easier for people to know what that sound is. He needed to have a shot of Fizzcake at the beginning, yeah. yes. so that you could see what you know what it's from. Yes, that would have been or perfect. perfect. In, in the because uh, otherwise, the it is it is the dead ringer sound for the Tie Fighters in Star Wars. I hundred percent agree. There needs to be that visual. In fact, Chad, if you edit it and change it, we'll smear that all over the internet because that's amazing. Oh, what a great God. community yeah. we have. Yeah, yeah we yeah, do. That sure. was great. Anyway. uh a good email there, Jeff. We got one more from C. Coulter, who wrote in and says, uh, he has a subject line is Logan's Run. He says, I haven't heard the episode yet, but I thought I'd give you some background on the TV show that was shot at the Bonav- uh, Bonaventure Hotel in Los Angeles, California, before it opened. Oh, yeah. uh, the glass elevator went very fast because there were no restrictions on it, no public access. Uh, so he must have had this, the pee scared out of him, he says, yeah. Oh, that is super the, scary. The Bonaventure is the one that's got the elevators on the outside. It's like cylinders, right? I think so. Yeah, right? the high anxiety, uh, Mel oh, yeah. Brooks thing for high anxiety was shot there, if I remember wasn't, correctly. Wasn't it one of the first of its kind? Because now there's a lot of buildings like that, but I think that was like an yeah. early um, thing. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene in, uh, oh, what's the what's the one with um, John Malkovich is the bad guy and uh, Clint Eastwood is the Secret uh, Service guy? Uh, yeah, where he's a he's a police or he's um Secret Service, security right? guard for the cop for the president. Um, yeah, Secret Service. Line so of like, fire. Line of fire, fire in the line oh, of fire. Couldn't remember it. But that's a great movie. Oh. First of all, second of all, mm-hmm. we should sack that. Third of all, they have an elevator scene like that with a bulbous elevator on the outside. I always remember. And that. I want to say that one we watched with Christopher Walken and Johnny Depp, uh, Nick of Time, was also shot there. You know, oh. you know what makes my testicles run right up into my body? What? Thinking about. <laughs> Think about any elevator that has no regulations. Every elevator should have regulations. I'm not getting on anything that doesn't have any regulations. You know yeah. what it made your your testicles right up into your body yeah. that I experienced the other day? I was at a place where I was about to get on an elevator and there were too many people. So we're mm. like, we'll wait for the next one. Like you do that, you know, sometimes. Yes. This elevator started to close and then it herked upwards before the doors <laughs> completely closed. The door stopped <laughs> closing. And it stopped right. halfway up, kind of like in, in speed, was it? Not right. speed. Um, it was speed. Yeah, speed, speed. yeah. Yeah, yeah and, it, you got, got and these stopped, people right? all got stuck there, and I just scurried the hell away. I was like, I'm not just going up there. No, thanks. Yep. Yeah, forget it. Tom Merritt's worst fear, by the way. I don't know if you guys know this. little intimate note mm-hmm. about Tom Merritt. His worst fear <laughs> is being trapped in an elevator. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Next time you see him, just 
get in an cool. elevator and go, what happened? And bang the button and have it all stop. Just to- <laughs> <laughs> Don't. Yep. He'll be, you'll be picking leaders. Someone will have to kill Piggy. It'll be bad. Watch What's out. the tech you can't control? <laughs> do, not, do not do that to my friends. Uh, the next film we are doing is The Mummy. The Mummy. Correct. The, or the 1990, what was it? 80, Brendan Fraser uh, deal. Like 98? 90 something? 99. 99. Yeah. Brendan 99. Fraser, 99. 20 years old Re- then. Oof. Think of Rachel that. Rachel Weiss. Yeah. Oh, really? He was 20 years old? No, no, the movie's oh, 20 the movie. years old. Oh, the movie's 20 years old. Okay, good. Because it's like, yeah, you looked great for 20 years old. Yeah. It's, uh, it's like five when they did Encino Man then. 20. Right. <laughs> Let me double check that. Yeah, it was 99. So 20 years ago, Stephen Summers, the original director, by the way, of The Fast and the Furious and Triple X, Stephen Summers, uh, directed The Mummy. And we'll be doing that movie. And my favorite thing in it is Arnold Vosloo, who plays The Mummy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that guy. Um, yeah. he's great we haven't I don't think we've seen him since Hard Target where he was also great so bring on the Arnold Vosloo you know what's a guilty pleasure of mine mm. 1999's Blast from the Past oh yeah I yeah. love that very more dude 99's a great year in general yeah The Matrix for walking yeah Brendan Fraser yeah so many good things happened that year I loved yeah. 99's a great movie year except for uh, episode one that was terrible <laughs> uh but there you go that'll be next up on film sack the mummy very actually really looking forward to this because i'm a fan of that first one i like it it's a good movie mm-hmm. the others are yeah mm-hmm. they got weird after that but that first one was a really fun indiana jones mixed with i don't know yeah it was good i liked it a lot and those beetles freaked me out so there's some good freak out mm-hmm. going on mm-hmm. yep and uh vazaloo's got some cool face stuff going they do that stretched out mouth thing that I know you just love. Oh, yeah, it's the best. It's just really get you going. It's a real turn on for me. Just kidding. It's none of those things. <laughs> you stretch your face. Yeah. <laughs> there. Thank uh, you. So that's next week, right here, uh, The Mummy. If you want to send your own emails into the show, you can. Filmsack at gmail.com. We'd love to read them. Or you can send us a voicemail, 801-471-0462. Just put that in your phone. 801-471-0462. And if you're over the seas, you can uh, just put a, a plus one in front of that, and it'll get you there, too. If you're over the seas. Over uh, the seas. <laughs> Filmsack.com is our website. Uh, Filmsack on Twitter. Leave us reviews wherever you get your podcasts. That's going to do it for us. For me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Havana. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. You'd be no longer drying breath in Miami. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>